Hey, Set Lusting Bruce listeners, this is Junior. I've commandeered Set Lusting Bruce. I just wanted to let you know, Jesse actually hates Bruce Springsteen. He's only doing this as a facade and has never liked Bruce Springsteen. So if, if, if Jesse decides not to edit this out, you will know what he really thinks of Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> Welcome to a new episode, a, a special episode of Set Lusting Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fan. I am your host, Jesse Jackson, and joining today is one of my oldest friends, one of my podcast brothers, a fellow Ticket P1, uh, Mexican Junior. How you doing, Junior? Hi, I'm doing great. It's kind of discombobulating to see you away from your computer and the mic stand that you usually have <laughs> yes. in front of you. We're actually doing this in a how many style of recording yes. using old style technology at that. I haven't seen that recorder since the early days of how many. Exactly. So it's good to bring that back. It is good to bring back. So for those of you, um, and it's funny, I was, I was talking to my wife Linda yesterday about you were going to do this. And she's like, so this is for the how many audience? I'm like, no, this is for the Set Lakes Bruce audience. It's a, it's a merging of podcasts, uh, a congealing, if you will, because I know that's my new favorite word now, uh, trying to mash together two different sets of listeners. Uh, in our case, we're bringing about eight, and Jesse's bringing about 5,000 with him uh, to try and merge this uh, happy marriage together, but... Uh, we are going to do an informal how many on Bruce Springsteen, you could say. Yeah. And so just to Which is you... uh, an episode I know Jesse has been waiting for since the very, very early days of how many. Mm -hmm. uh, he has been waiting for this opportunity to give us his 500 number. <laughs> yes. So one of the things that I, I think a couple things before we actually get to the money shot is <laughs> I, I want to ask first. I'm glad you're embracing that term, by yes. the way. <laughs> the um what would you say is your um sweet spot of music like if you had you know that you know if you're if you were a hitter you know your sweet spot that you're going to get it where is your go to i would say my range would be between 80 and 95 those okay. seem to be my formative years like you know i was born in 75 so the first I would say five years or so of your life, right. you really don't remember no, that well. It's all very blurry, and you don't really remember a lot of TV shows, a lot of music. But once you hit over five uh, and move into probably all the way through high school, and then if you went to college or college years, yeah. those are really the formative years of your pop culture knowledge. It, is there a specific genre that you embraced during that 15 years, or is it almost any kind of music? I kind of run the gambit. Um, there was times where I was really into heavy metal. You know, I was into rap for big portions of it. Yeah. There was times where I was into, like, Euro uh, yeah. music with lots of synth. 
Yeah. And then obviously, you know, my love for Weird Al, who kind of encompasses all of it, yes. which is one of the reasons why I love him so much. He's a chameleon. He yeah. will go from genre to genre parodying songs, but he does it in a way uh, that is kind of uh, almost complementary to the original artist. And, and I, that gives me an idea, not today, but maybe in one of the other sessions, we should do a full-fledged Weird Al episode absolutely uh, you know, if you have yeah. five hours to kill we can <laughs> there definitely we go. go through that list all right so the other thing the audience needs to know is the the origins of how many came up we came up with the idea of the podcast and the reason why i've been wanting to do this um junior has a quote-unquote superpower <laughs> that if you name a rock uh, an artist period any, any artist any musician artist anything pop culture yeah really. he will can say right off the top um, they've got blank, yeah. as in how oh, many... they've got X amount of yeah. so-and-so. When you say that, what do you mean by that? Recognizable, world-renowned things that they've contributed. Okay. So if it's a director and he's got 50 movies under his belt, I'll say, okay, well, maybe 10 of them were solid, good hits that people all recognize yeah. and acknowledge are great. So There has to be a consensus. Right. Like, whenever I throw a number out... I'm think I'm not only thinking of my own personal taste, but I'm right. thinking, okay, what does the average Joe on the street think whenever they think of that yeah. person? And for example, in two weeks, I'm going to see the Eagles, and I'm excited about seeing them. But I, if I said the Eagles, they have. If you include solo stuff, uh, we're probably looking at about thirty to thirty-five. Okay. Although I like Glenn Frey's solo stuff more, and I like Don Henley's, but I don't think we'll hear and, much Glenn uh, Frey. Solo stuff. And I will say, one of my favorite Eagle songs is one that is sang by neither one of them, mm -hmm. the Timothy B. Schmidt. Yeah. I love that. I can't tell you why. Yeah. Uh, there's some karaoke for yes. the uh, Settlers yeah. and Bruce crowd. All right. So, and what has been exciting about this is when we're we're at, we're at lunch or we're playing poker or just hanging out a band will come up over the radio or we'll hear that and you know you'll say oh they've got four and then there's immediate reaction good and bad yes saying oh what are you crazy oh yeah that sounds about yeah, right yeah and one of the reasons why i do that also is kind of a way to spark conversation yes. like in terms of poker nights Things can get a little quiet sometimes. People are really concentrating on their cards, so to kind of liven things up. Yeah. And to also to get people to not pay attention to po poker as much, so I can swoop in and steal all of win. the money. Um, I'll kind of throw out a number, sometimes just in a controversial manner. Right. And I believe that um, because of, um, and I, I don't want to be super gay here, but we have been <laughs> friends for a long time, and, and we, have, we have a lot of affection for each other. You know, we, we are good friends. I wouldn't go that far, Jesse, but... <laughs> <laughs> I don't no, know. you are one of my closest yeah. friends. I've worked for you twice, yes. so that shows you my commitment yeah. to uh, yeah. how good of a person you are. And so I think partly because you didn't know a lot of Springsteen's music and partly just to tick me off, <laughs> when I'd go, Bruce Springsteen, you go, like, he has two... You know, I will. I will say, over the years, we started how many in 2016 or so? Can you believe we're almost coming up on a hundred episodes? No, I can't. Uh, man, can't. and when we hit that hundredth, we are going to have yeah. our meta episode that just goes through 
all of the hits and misses of how many. Yeah. But uh, when we started uh, originally with the how many concept, and uh, he would throw out Bruce Springsteen, I would say, oh, maybe five, maybe six. I was only really um, informed of the biggest of the biggest hits, right. the ones that ended up being music videos on MTV. Right. Over the years, you've kind of curtailed my number up to where now I'm in the 10, 15, possibly even 20 range. Yeah. And so, and, and the reason we're doing this now is, I guess a couple of months ago, you said, hey, I picked up Springsteen's Greatest Hits, and I'm surprised. Yeah, I saw, the... saw it in the clearance bin yes, exactly. at, uh, at Walmart, and I figured <laughs> I'd spend the $2. And, uh... Yeah. <laughs> well, Bruce appreciates the $2 <laughs> very much. You would have said, so what we've got is we've got... Speaking of CDs, yeah. so is that even something that people would purchase anymore? Like, if you go to Walmart right now, do you actually see a CD section? Nobody even buy Like, computers now don't even come with CD-ROMs anymore. No, they don't. It, that is such antiquated technology yeah. that it's almost sad that the entire music store concept mm -hmm. is gone with with the um abundance of digital music now so yeah. sad linda and, and chris are leaving for a birthday party but linda and i just bought a car in december it does not have a cd player yeah no new car it has apple play out. you know and it has uh, a radio Google play and it, yeah, things like yeah, that and it has you know sirius xm they're but... basically forcing people to just go the streaming route of music yeah. they want that subscription as opposed to you owning the music yeah um it's it's really sad because i i grew up obviously starting off with albums and records moving into the cassette age which is my favorite because that was that was the original pirating of music <laughs> before yes. napster the way you would pirate music is you would just make a copy of somebody's cassette and boy that that sound quality would degrade time over time yeah because time. you would make a copy of your buddy's tape and then and then that you would get a copy of the copy, copy. Yeah. and then <laughs> 10 copies down the line all you hear is static <laughs> that is but it was a, it was a great time back then. yeah it was all right so how do we want to do this there are 18 songs on this uh greatest hits cd you want to just go through them in order sure, this, and then you talk about whether you think it's a good song or not and then you said you have some additions that are not on this to... list okay. that I would include. Right. So just looking at number one, Born to Run, obviously that's a first ballad, right? Everybody yeah. acknowledges that one. Yeah. Um, when you think of Bruce Springsteen and the music videos era, um, this one didn't have like one of those choreographed music videos, but it was one of those concert videos yeah. that everybody kind of saw. He cut up, you know, different times. And I, I will say there's things about music that are um, especially likable to me. I'm, I'm a big synth guy, which... Springsteen doesn't use a lot of synth, except for Dancing in the Dark has a lot of it, which right. is probably why it's one of my favorite songs of yeah. his. Um, I'm big on piano, yeah. and I'm big on horns. So yeah. Born to Run has a big horn section, yes. uh, the great Clarence Clemens, R.I.P. Yes. to the great yes. Clarence Clemens and, mil and his milky eye. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, Born to Run would be one that I would, I would say, even if it came on the radio, I wouldn't immediately change it. I'd let it at least get through a couple of seconds before okay. I said, okay, I've had enough of that. Now, <laughs> even before this recent awakening, you would have said, okay, yeah, that's Yeah, I knew this song. Okay. It would have been one of the five that I would okay. have given you as right. an original Bruce Springsteen number. All right, so next is Thunder Road. I think Thunder Road is a song that Bruce Springsteen's purists adore, but I don't know if it's as big 
and the general population? What do you think? I, I had not really been familiar with the song until after we had our discussions. Yeah. So it, I do remember it coming on like radio back in the olden days on classic rock, things yeah. like that. It would get played every once in a while, but I never really paid attention to it. So once we started having our Bruce discussions, as you force fed it into how many episodes <laughs> yes. uh, and beat us down with it, um, I did listen to it a little bit more. And I, the more I listened to it, the more it, it kind of fits into the Born to Run kind yes. of. And that, that's one of the things about Bruce Springsteen that I don't like Yeah, is he kind of has ACDC syndrome okay. where a lot of his songs sound almost exactly the same. Okay. Now, the musical arrangements don't necessarily sound that way. They will usually have some kind of piano. They will usually have some kind of horn section, right. which, is, which I like. Yeah. But you know what it is? It's his voice. <laughs> his voice brings the band down. <laughs> um, but only in certain songs. Like, there's some songs where he's entirely understandable, and then there's other times where it's nonstop. Oh, he's so, basically doing fake Bruce Springsteen <laughs> from the Ben Stiller show, which was a great show, by the way. Yes. Uh, that Linda would agree with you um, that his, I don't understand what he's saying. Um, and he has said... It's like a hard mumble that somebody is doing while they're on the toilet trying to push one out. That is the sound that and he will sometimes just, make. I've just lost my whole audience. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Not necessarily that that's always a bad thing. Yes. It, right, but, yeah. And don't forget, all of the music surrounding the horrible singing is yes. still enjoyable. <laughs> all right. So um, I'm kind of throwing the, one of the questions I ask in every set listening Bruce is um, Jay Armstrong, who is an honors English teacher from the Philadelphia area, does uh, two days of studying Thunder Road as a poem with his seniors. And they, they discuss the different, they, they break down the lyrics and they break down the imagery. And at the end, he says, does Mary get in the car? So have you listened to the song enough to answer that question? I, I would need to actually read the lyrics because okay. they're so unintelligible. Okay. <laughs> but, right. but I like the music around it. So okay. you're basically telling me that it's a song about people running away. Yeah. And then um, there, at the end of it, there's a decision to be made yeah. where the girlfriend is deciding whether yeah. she's going to run away with Bruce, right? Right. So, we're so it's, it's, the... kind of, it's kind of like uh, in, you know, the end of Inception when the bottle is yes. spinning or the, the, the thing is the spinning, top. the top yeah. is spinning. That's exactly what it is. So that's your homework. To go look at the lyrics and later um, we'll we'll talk about that. Okay. okay? All right. Next. Uh, so was that a yay or a nay on Thunder Road? Yeah, because every, everybody acknowledges that. Okay. When, when we go through this list, there's going to be very few that I would say don't count. Okay. Not necessarily that I that I think they're great songs, yeah. but they are acknowledged consensus hits among just the masses. Yeah, and hence they're on a greatest hit CD. Which, but I kind of want to know your thought too, right? It, it is it is a subjective thing. When when I listen to that song, it's so similar to Born to Run, I almost have a hard time separating them. Yeah. They almost feel like one really long song. And they're both from the same album. And I think that was the theme he was going through. Is yeah. All right, Badlands. Uh, is that the one that goes ding 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 yeah. ding ding ding? And yeah, I like man, that one because poor man want to be rich, rich man want to be king. King isn't satisfied till he rules everything. Again, another one that has really difficult lyrics to understand. Yes. but I love the ding 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 ding. 
Again, piano. I love yeah. really hard set piano music, which is why even though Bruce Hornsby only has like three, yeah. they are a great three because it's so heavy yeah. on the piano. Right. I love piano. You music. know, one of the things that Bruce wanted from the beginning, and he still does, is he has a piano player and a keyboard player on stage with him. So you have the... So you both- get synth and piano. Yes. Classical piano yeah. at the same time. That's, a, that's really good. I, yeah. I, since it combines both things that I really enjoy music, if you yeah. can get them both going at the same yeah. time. When, when it comes to music I like, I like giant mashes of different yeah. kinds of sounds, which is one of the reasons why I was drawn to rap so much, because yeah. rap samples so many different things at once inside of one song and then um, incorporates a lot of different um, audio clips. It's almost like drops, almost, yeah. for, exactly. for ticket listeners. Yeah. Um, all of those things being mashed together, to a lot of people, that would just sound like noise and just a mess. Right. To me, I don't know how my brain processes things, yeah. but I love that kind of chaos within a song. Yeah. So the more instruments you can add to a song, the more different sounds and sound effects, yeah. the better. Okay, good. Um, I know that's going to sound crazy and no, psychotic no, no. It makes to a lot of people. Sense. <laughs> uh, one of the other things as a sports fan, uh, when he does Badlands Live... Uh, when they're doing the instrumental part, the fans go, they start chanting. Um, and, and almost like if you were in a soccer match. Uh, and so... Away, 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 away. Similar to that, yes. Bruce Springsteen, <laughs> Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> All right. Um, so The River was a big hit. Yes, I um, acknowledge that one, although it's an extremely long song, difficult to get all the way through. And depressing. Yes. It, a lot of these songs are about people down on their luck, yes. the town is closing the mill down, yes. and yeah. I don't know if we're going to survive as a couple, you know, is it time to bud Dwyer and just off ourselves, yeah. or should we go somewhere else? Yeah. They all have that similar theme. John Stewart talked about it, that um, when you listen to Bruce Springsteen, you're you're no longer just a loser you're a loser in an epic tale right (laughs) um one of my favorite stories about um the river is um i was i think it was at the nashville show and someone held up a sign saying it's my 19th birthday will you play the river and there's the line for my 19th birthday i got a um you know a union card and a wedding coat um and but we're going. Do you not ever heard the song? I mean, just because it mentions nineteenth birthday, this is not a song you play to celebrate. Yeah, I mean, and he was gonna play it anyway, right? At every concert, there's a certain group of songs. He doesn't that he... always play the river. Wow, really? Yeah, I would think if you're gonna pay that much money to go see Bruce Springsteen, he would understand. Okay, there's a there's at least ten or fifteen. Um, off of my greatest hits that I know I need to give to the masses, or else they're gonna revolt. He doesn't on me. always do it. And how how do the fans think of think of that? Like um, like if you go to a Springsteen concert and he doesn't do Born to Run, do you feel disappointed? You've been to like thirty concerts, so, so you would know. <laughs> so that is one of the songs I've seen him. Actually, I think fifteen, and on when he was here with uh, BDH. Um, Went to the same guy, Big Dick Big Hunter. Big Dick Hunter. <laughs> yeah, uh, was at he played at the um, the theater in Grapevine, Grapevine, uh, uh, Grapevine uh, the um, 
Verizon Center. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he it was an acoustic show, and it was only him and a guitar. He did not do Born to Run. That's the only show he hasn't done it. That's usually a show, a song he does every song. But um, I, think, I would think the crowd would revolt. Like, yes. Um, they like, would be standing there doing the encore clap, waiting for him to come back out, and nothing happens. Um, so at Sam Lisman, who we work with, um, I don't work with anymore, but one of our poker buddies and one of our friends, um, you know, has said that who he hates would, our podcast. By yes, the way. <laughs> he would gladly give up "Born to Run" to hear a different song. And my point is, there's every show is someone's first show, and if you go to your first Bruce Springsteen show and he doesn't do "Born to Run," you're gonna go, "Well, what, what the hell?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so I, I just told the story. Um, we were in Houston. It was Sam and Linda and I had all gone down to see the show. And this, uh, it was after the show and this very drunk lady, in, this is my fake drunk lady, is it over? <laughs> like, yeah, the show's <laughs> over. But I said, you know, it was a little over three hours. Yeah, he played it. But he didn't do Born in the USA. <laughs> I said, yeah, he doesn't always play. I would be, I would be <laughs> that drunk lady because I would expect... He, but it's his biggest hit. I said, yeah, but he doesn't always do it. So ever since then, every show I've gone to, when he plays Born in the USA, I tweet, and somewhere there's a drunk lady in Houston very happy. <laughs> very happy about it. Yeah. Um, all right, so I am guessing you had never heard Atlantic City before you picked I had up this not. CD. I had not, but again, it's another one of those depressing... Yes. Everything is going to hell in my hometown. Yes. Do I need to leave? Or <laughs> kind of songs. Did um, you like it? It it's very similar to the other ones. It's yeah. very similar to mm-hmm. Badlands. Very similar yeah. to Thunder Road, The River. Yeah. Now I noticed you skipped over Hungry Heart. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I did not mean to. Yes. And okay. I was gonna say Hungry Heart. I like because yes. it's kind of a uplifting, positive song. Even and though very poppy. Yeah, but even though the the song starts with. I had a wife and kids in Baltimore, Jack. I went out for a drive and I never came back. The show starts with him abandoning his family. But it, the, the tone of the song sounds yes. very uplifting. and yeah. it's, it's a faster song. Mm-hmm. And, but the most important thing, I can understand what he's saying yes. as the song goes along. There's no mumbling. Yeah. There's no toilet singing. <laughs> did, did you know he wrote that for the Ramones originally? He wanted no. the Ramones to cover. That would be a very interesting... Yes. Everybody's got a hungry heart. Yeah. Everybody's got a... <laughs> yeah, that would have been great. Um, yeah, I, um, Hungry Heart is the song he, he normally does in the show, and that's when he crowd surfs. He gets on, you know... and he, So he trusts the Bruce Buds to not drop him. Yes. Wow, so how bitter would people be if somebody accidentally yes. you know, lost their grasp yes. on Bruce's That's happened back. a couple <laughs> of times where it's been shaky, and you'll see on Twitter, Dallas, don't drop him! <laughs> you know? You can see the arms start trembling. Yeah, exactly, as, yeah. Yeah, I, I, would be, I would be worried if mm-hmm. he started body surfing in my li- general vicinity in the crowd. Yeah. I would be scared. I would be the one that dropped him on his head, and then all of a sudden he's having to do all of his songs okay. off of a hospital bed or something. Okay. Um, so I recommend. There's been uh, a couple of really great covers of Atlantic City. Uh, the band did a version of it. Um, it's been a song that is he the original though? Yes, he is. Okay. He uh, um, 
so you know, this was after uh, The River, which was the double album. He he went to go start writing, and he bought something similar to what recording this. You know, a better recorder. More handheld. Yeah, and he recorded a bunch of songs. And then he was going to go with the E Street Band and perform them. And as they kept trying to perform them, they just weren't clicking. And the rumor, the legend is, little Steven, bandana, the Sylvia, guy, right? yes, <laughs> um, said, you know, this is the album. And so he took that and basically brought this, it's just him as guitar on this, you know, basically, you know, 16 track recording, and that's the album Nebraska. And so um, if you're, you're fans of punk, tend to really like Nebraska, even though it's very, um, it, a lot of the songs are slow. They're all about, you know, Nebraska's about the, you know, the murdering spree. There's a lot of darkness in Nebraska about a lot of even more than normal uh, songs. So, so being a fan of the macabre, you're saying that I would you, appreciate you might like, yeah. Nebraska and the Children of the Corn theme yes, to, his, to this album. Yes, All right. Um, so... We had a discussion, and uh, this has been on the show, where we discussed uh, what was bigger, Dancing in the Dark or Glory Days. Uh, Bob and I said Glory Days if we had to pick. You are Dancing in the Dark. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100% Dancing in the Dark. The video is so iconic. It and is. A very hot, young Courtney Cox uh, yes. getting on stage. Um, but one of the biggest draws for me to that song is the heavy, heavy synth. Yes. I love heavy synth mm -hmm. um, which is why i'm such a big devo fan because that is non-stop yeah. synth yeah um so that's one of the and again it's another one of those really poppy uplifting not mm -hmm. everybody's dying in the in the mill town right. kind of songs it's yeah. even though if you if you read the lyrics they're kind of disturbing and almost like yeah. the guy is very unhappy with himself and yeah. almost wants to commit suicide right but at least he doesn't sing it like that <laughs> <laughs> um so, born in the USA. Now, you are not someone who thinks this is a glorified tribute to what's all great about America, do you? I did originally. Like, okay. when I was a kid and I heard it all, like, yeah. oh, this is such a patriotic, feel-good, yeah. I'm, I'm an American, I love America kind of song. You know, as you get older and you start listening to the lyrics more and you hear other people discuss it, um, it turns out that it's a very anti-Vietnam, anti-war. Yeah, how we um, treated our Vietnam Yeah, how we treated our yeah. vets. Um, but still, it's not sung that way. Right. <laughs> so, again, another song I like because of just the tone of the song. And there's a lot of debate about this, Junior, and, and some uh, music um, scholars um, specifically said, you know, there is a blues version, a slowed down version of Born in the USA that he recorded, you know, as in the studio. But he chose to relieve this anthem. And, um, and I think, you know, and their point is he chose it to be that way. He wanted this to be something that people could, you know, lift their fists to and enjoy you, live you don't concert. Think the studio execs had something to do with that, too. Like, if they were given the choice and said, okay, you can have this depressing, depressing slowed down version of this song, or you can have this really poppy probably going to be a chart topper version um i would say that the people that were in the selling department would be yeah. like we need to have this one be the album version so his manager is um 
John Landau. And he also usually helps... The director? Uh, and um, he um, said that when they finished Born in the USA, he goes, I, I, you need another song. You need a pop song. And the legend is he went home, came back the next day, and played Dancing in the Dark. And said, okay, well, how about this? Good decision, coach. Yes, very good decision. <laughs> All right, so one of our people, so I will make edit at this point. <laughs> edit here. Yes. Okay. All right, so once again, set listing Bruce listeners, Jesse really hates Bruce Springsteen, but he needs to have the uh, Patreon account still active, so that's the only reason he hasn't cut bait on that. Uh, junior! <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, back to Born in the USA, I, it, it, is, it is a, especially live... You know, it, it, it's great. I do think it's kind of funny when they play the chorus during fireworks at 4th of July. Oh, nice. So they'll <laughs> yeah. incorporate a show on top no, of... Not Springsteen, just regular, like, Kaboom Town or someplace ah, that people okay. do so that. they'll you're, play it yeah, as you're like, the fireworks are going You're like, off. hey, do you know what that song's about? Maybe they should just play an instrumental version with just the chorus. Yes. And cut out all of the mm-hmm. stuff that is anti-USA. Yes. All right, so My Hometown was another song that was a massive hit from Born in the USA, that CD in 84. It's And had a video associated with it. Yes. Another one. You know, all, a lot of the songs on the Born in the USA album, he has gotten away from the uh, yes. kind of singing, and his, his voice is much clearer. Yeah. Lyrics are easier to understand. Yeah. Um, the whole album has a lot of pop feel to yeah. it, which is another reason why I like uh, yeah. My Hometown. Um, that's a good song as well. My, um, that is uh, Poochie's, one of Poochie's favorite songs. And um, since he's not here, after he has a little too much to drink, He'll and, start after, singing it. <laughs> and after the Cowboys you know, break his heart, um, that will go on the TV you know, of My Hometown on a, from YouTube. And will be played multiple times. And I'm like, <laughs> to kind of, so it's kind of a soothing. Yes, song absolutely. For him. Yes. Even though it, isn't that another one of those? Yes, it's depressing. depressing kind yes. Of, I don't know if the town is going to survive. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, all right. Next, Glory Days. Okay. So, see, I think this is his greatest video. Yeah, I mean, I like it too. Although it's it's just him and the Sopranos guy kind of singing to each other, almost in a duet kind of fashion. Yeah, but you got one Max. Mic. Like at one point, Max twirls the drumstick, and when they, and uh, it, you know, you would get to both his wives are in the video because which must have been an uncomfortable uh, yeah. session. Well, <laughs> Julianne Phillips is shown, you know, in the audience, and then Patty is there singing with him. Um, that's my favorite Springsteen video, probably. And it um, has elements of sports in the right. lyrics. It, yeah. It's a very fun video. I would say, I will probably put this number two. Okay, and Dancing in the Dark to you is Dancing number one. Dancing in the Dark is number okay. one. All right, good deal. All right, so then we get to the post-Born in the USA, Brilliant Disguise. Once again, got some playlist, but... Um, Thoughts on I, I had heard it before, and it's got a video associated with it, but it's just kind of him sitting in a yes. kitchen kind of playing. Yeah, and it's this one long 
it starts from far and it's one take of just them getting slowly moving closer in zooming in or not yeah to, to just to show the sincerity and seriousness of his lyrics yes i, I guess so yeah <laughs> but it's a it's a decent song i mean i would count it but i wouldn't put it in the top okay. 10 man or anything all right so now i think we're getting to a couple that a lot of people may not know um human touch um did you know that at all um, not necessarily. When I think of Human Touch, I think of the Rick Springfield version of Human okay. Touch. Yes. <laughs> which is a completely different song. Right. Um, so no, I was not very familiar. Okay. I, I've heard it, but I, I, yeah, I don't really have right. any feeling on it. All right, next up is Better Days. Now, Better Days is one of my favorite songs. Yes, and I know this one is very near and dear to your heart. You're using yeah. it during your cancer treatments. Yes. It was one of the things that was keeping you going. Yeah. Um, the song is okay not not anything to write home about but in honor of it helping you get through a very difficult time mm-hmm. in your life yes it's a yes yay all right <laughs> um so as you called it the eighth song <laughs> uh streets of philadelphia now yeah. this was um everywhere you yes. know the video uh, him um, just walking around philadelphia yeah. kind of singing to himself um, I don't know if this was part of the recording, but you were mentioning that people were holding up signs, basically giving requests. Yes. And we speculated together yes. that no. if somebody just held up a sign that said, play the eight song, Bruce would immediately go into streets <laughs> of Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Um, yeah, I remember that uh, Siskel and Ebert, now both gone, uh, but when they were talking about... Um, this movie Philadelphia, they talked about this song and how this, as far as they knew, was the first time a major rock star had written a song from the perspective of someone who had AIDS. So it ended up winning him an Oscar, which is not too shabby. Yeah, and one of the few musicians that has won Grammys and Oscars. Yes. Um, there's not a whole lot that have done right. both. Yeah. Um, so he joins the great ranks of Eminem. Yes. In, <laughs> in winning an Oscar and a Grammy. And, you know, uh, the story I love is, and whether it's true or not, I hope it is, supposedly his both his, his mom is still alive, but his dad was alive at the time. And he came in to visit with him, and he brought the Oscar and put it on his table. And his dad had never been a big fan of Bruce, younger in his days as a musician. He thought he should be a lawyer, you know, where you could make more money. Sounds almost like the plot to Blinded by the Light. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And so, um, and his father had, you know, certainly accepted at this point, Bruce was very successful. But he looked at the Oscar, and supposedly his dad said, I'm never telling anyone what to do with their life again i thought you were gonna say finally you accomplished something that i could be proud of (laughs) (laughs) that would have been great good um so i love jerry Maguire. i just think it's it's a you're a big cameron crowe guy i am a cameron crowe guy tom cruise i mean it's just a great romantic we've got um did that make it as a football movie when we discussed it? It did not. It did not have yeah. enough football scenes. Right. It we didn't agree. it didn't accomplish the percentage that we were looking yeah. for of actual football yes. in it. But, but it's a great movie nonetheless. It is. And so then Secret Garden Yeah, is used that, that yeah, I would count that one. Plus, that one again has so much synth. Yes. I I love that synth that's played throughout the entire song. Now, the lyrics and the singing, eh, I could take it or leave it. Well, you know, and there was the radio version that 
where they incorporated dialogue from the movie in that as well. That you know they played that. So so it's um, just nonstop. You had me at hello. Yes, on exactly. Loop. <laughs> yes. Um, Murder Incorporated. I know that's one. You're like, where did these this last come from? these last three? I have no idea. Yes, <laughs> I haven't heard them. Now, Murder Incorporated sounds like a Snoop Dogg song or something. It does. So it I, could be. Yes. So I am interested in listening okay, to it, good. but I have no idea right. what that is. Or Blood Brothers. Yes. Or the, this Hardland, which probably is another one of those. Oh, the town is going under. I don't know what we're gonna it, do. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Um, you, they, we're gonna talk about this in a little bit, but um, you hear this Hardland a little bit in uh, Blinded by the Light. So, that's what were on the songs. You said there were other songs you wanted to bring okay, up, Okay, well, first of all, the one that we always discuss the most, Where is Santa Claus is Coming to Town? How, on could, the that... great, how could they omit his biggest hit, yes. his most popular song? How could they, right? Yes, so I obviously would put that one on this list. Okay. Now, where is mom on fire hey little girl sheets are soaking wet and yeah why is your daddy home and you're yeah where is that one <laughs> i i guess they're they did want to flood the greatest hits with too many of born in the usa songs <laughs> but yes. that i would count that one that one has a great video too yes um so that one i would make put on the list now supposedly sybil shepherd was the legs of the person doing that. Nice. And yeah. that's prime Sybil Shepherd. Yes, that was it. very much at the time. <laughs> All right, keep talking. What else? All right, so once again, Springsteen fans. Jesse hates Bruce Springsteen. He can't stand doing this podcast anymore. <laughs> that said, keep the Patreon money coming. Another, another noted... Springsteen hater, in addition to Jesse hating Bruce Springsteen, another Springsteen hater by the name of Bob Bland just showed up as well. No, I love Springsteen. <laughs> yes. You're the one that minimizes him with the Santa Claus bit. <laughs> you, and we, and we you just perfect talked time. about he just that. Got that. We just got <laughs> that. We were discussing. So we made it through this whole list of songs from his greatest hits, and I gave <laughs> yay or nays on all of them. But... Obvious omission. No Santa Claus is coming to town. No, mm, I'm on fire. She's soaking wet. I'm on fire. That, yeah. That's not on there. And yes. I would add two more that he didn't necessarily make big hits, but he wrote. Um, obviously, Blinded by the Light, since yes. he wrote it, he should get credit for it. Yes. So his version should be on this list. And the great Pointer Sisters, Fire should make yeah. this list as well. Boy, he is a fan of fire in the title of songs. <laughs> it is, and um, the uh, you know it was. It's almost like Beavis was writing his <laughs> fire, fire, fire. <laughs> well, and um, just a couple of months ago, they showed um, Sam. Um, I believe it's Sam Lisman. No, not Sam Lisman. Sam Springsteen, one of Bruce's sons just uh graduated from fire academy and he is now a firefighter for new jersey and in that graduating class was one of the pointer sisters um sons oh wow oh wow so um and they tweeted a picture of it and she said like you know um you know the right the son of the guy who wrote fire and my son son in the same graduating class yes so i would imagine the pointer sister family member would be thanking the springsteen (laughs) family member for giving them such a great song that turned into a huge hit what's funny is born in the usa was when he really had a huge selling album before that he was still kind of niche so blinded by the light he wrote it Man for Man had a big hit, so he probably made a lot of money from writing it, yeah. 
same thing with Fire, Pointer Sisters. Yes. So those two songs, he probably made more money off those than that anything else until Born in the USA. Now, yeah. do you think he has pronouncer's remorse for calling it deuce instead of douche? Because obviously <laughs> douche was the selling point. So you, you make that joke, but um, there is a, you know, for a while there, uh, VH1 was doing uh, storytellers, not MTV Unplugged, but... Uh, VH1 storytellers where they would have a musician again with a small crowd and he would or she would tell stories and do songs and he did Blinded by the Light and he said I, who knew changing it from deuce to douche would have made it a hit if I had known well, see, I may have done it, it, it appealed to the female audience because they were familiar <laughs> with that word <laughs> I also think the big thing that made that more of a hit was the organ. The beginning of that. We did bring up earlier, I'm a big fan of synth, which is why I like Dancing in the Dark. And yeah. I'm a big fan of piano, which is why I'm a big Bruce Hornsby fan, even though he's only got three. Mm. But the Badlands... That's why I like that Is this an official episode of Set Lost? Yes, it is. Oh my God. You're going to be shamed out of the I, I I do need to send you um, um, write down racing in the street. Um, it has a long piano intro, and I think you'll go. Even oh, I like that. Racing in the street. Or is this the alternate version of the uh, David Bowie and Mick Jagger? Yeah. <laughs> yes. South America. <laughs> South by Southwest is canceled. Oh, yeah. That's right. Uh, very cool. Um, so any final thoughts? So what would you say now, yeah. when Bruce Springsteen came up, you would give he has how many? Originally, I was going with about five. Now that we've gone through and done the research online like we did, six. Maybe, no, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. Okay. I'm going to give him a solid 20. Oh, wow. wow. That is 20 big that, hits. That is well, blow the lid off. Boy, that off. is. I would never have thought you'd have because, high. Yeah. I'm not even trying to go that <laughs> Oh wow! See, noted Springsteen hater Bob Land. There's, um, I mean, because um, there have been bands like David Bowie. You're like, eh, twelve, <laughs> you know. And there's now that's off the cuff. Once yeah. we start getting into the songs, yes, 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 there's always going to be add-ons, things that weren't part of the greatest hits. I, as everybody on how many knows. All of my affiliation with music is just based off of greatest hits. How many yes. singles did you release yes. that charted? But when we start getting into B-sides that actually are a good song, yeah. we'll start adding more to the group. Yeah, and, and I think that, um, and it also, we talk a lot about when we're doing how many, that if you're a fan of that artist, like, um, you specifically talked about Weird Al, you know, people who have 150, just heard, by the yeah, way. Heard, <laughs> just heard the hits, the ones that have had good videos and known this. Like, oh, well, he's got, what, maybe 10, 12, but then someone who loves his music, you would go, no, no. There are, as you just said. How many Springsteen parodies did Weird Al do? He's never Absolutely done one. Absolutely zero. Really? He said the Springsteen the, said he's out no, and doing them? Um, it, he gave him the Eminem treatment. No. Banned him. <laughs> um, it actually, and you can Google this, he said um, that it, Bruce has never had a problem with it. He's just never been able... He just never thought Bruce's music was good enough. No, to parody. it's, it's parody-proof. <laughs> it's so good, it's parody-proof. He's like, has never figured out a song 
that he would be able to use to kind of tell what he wanted to tell. A lot of Weird Al's music is food related. Yeah, Hungry so, Heart seems like that would have been so, a perfect. <laughs> everybody's got a hungry yeah. stomach. Well, um, I, I just want to tell you, Junior, this warms my heart. So that I, I know that when we go forward, you will always continue to say, you know. Maybe three. Yes, but uh, for we have it least, on record. We have it on our yes, record. We have yeah. it on record, documented. I'm going to give him a solid 20. Now, yes. that's probably an oversell, and I'm lip servicing the host right now. But <laughs> I have no host exemption, host exemption. Uh, all right, so Junior, if someone, if they want to find you on social media, uh, Mexican underscore Junior on Twitter and. If you enjoyed my personality so much that you want to hear more of my hot sports opinions, don't forget you can listen to How Many, uh, howmanypodcast.com. We have a YouTube channel. Uh, just search for How Many Podcast. Uh, you can email us, howmanypodcast at gmail.com, along with our other illustrious hosts, which we will see in a couple of minutes. Yeah. Bob, since you uh, kind of... Ambushed our show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um... Oh, I'm on Twitter at uh, Lukewarm Tallboy. Interesting story. You know what? <laughs> this audience doesn't know this story. So how did you come up with that Twitter handle? Because I'm six foot five and my last name is Bland. So and I like to drink beer occasionally. So <laughs> Tallboy is a tall can of beer. I'm a tall person. So, Lukewarm and Bland kind of mean the same thing. So it actually, it isn't that interesting of it a story. It is not. Yeah, yeah. Our, our entire audience just tuned out right now. Uh, you got it and uh, I am, as always, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jesse Jackson DFW. You can find the show at Set Lusting Bruce. We have a website, setlustingbruce.com. Um, you can check out our store where you can uh, buy a Set Lusting Bruce shirt. You can uh, email me, setlustingbruce at gmail.com to be on the show. Thank you so much for your help. We appreciate it. Junior Bob, this was so much fun. I don't know. We may get all thumbed downs on the rating, <laughs> but I had you the most. You lost your core audience. Yeah, yes. yeah. All those Patreon <laughs> yes. donations are going to dry up immediately. Yeah, they're gone. <laughs> so, uh, but for now, I will talk to you, listeners, further up down the road. Thanks. You just heard the fun talking, hard rocking, music loving, album ranking, fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast that is the one, the only, said Listing Bruce. Set Listing Bruce is part of the Southgate Media Podcast Group. The theme for Set Listing Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission. How many, how many, how many, how many? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Hoo, hoo, hee, ho, hee, 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 ha! All right, what did I get up to? <laughs> you know, you're saying that, but every once in a while, someone will have a sign. Like, one of the things he's done in the last couple of tours is people bring signs, and he'll go, oh, okay, I'll play that. So uh, he does take requests during yes. concerts? Yes. Yeah, so if I go up there and, and cool I demand, if Santa Claus is coming to town, he'll just play it? It Maybe. Wow. It has happened, like, in July. So if I hold up, 
play the AIDS song, he'll do Streets of Philadelphia for me. I don't know if he'll do that, but yes. That was great. Forty-seven minutes. Wow, I was thinking yeah, I fifteen minutes. We're going to record an episode. I would have. It was in the earlier. email thread, was it? Yeah, it was. We just said that. Um, Don't matula us. But you were on those emails. <laughs> yeah, well, we you said get here anytime after eleven. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.